Okay. All right. So, yeah, you know, the last I spoke with you, you'd mentioned that you'd heard a few things about the the defense, uh, Murphy Company's defense. Right. And um, being being actually uh, the representative for the action, the class action in Montreal, and actually I think it's for the province of Quebec. Um, what I had heard, or I actually presided one of the hearings. So, uh, what I yeah, what I just uh, would have to share was just the the the, the defense that they were taking uh, um, at the time of the hearing. So the way that um, the 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 law firm defending uh, Merck. Uh, the take that they had uh, gone with in regards to my personal case and uh, then also the way that they, this uh, specific uh, law firm was uh, d- discrediting the site, discrediting the way that people get together and, and, and probably, um, let's say, quote-unquote, uh, uh, brainwashed themselves in regards to uh, what could be happening and, and how this could be a spiral. And uh, I was actually quite uh, surprised, but uh, told by my my or our lawyers, because it's a it's a group uh, that I am part of, uh, that we shouldn't be um, you know taking anything personal. And and that's usually the way it goes. I mean, uh, the lawyer was doing his job and was trying to discredit me as a um, as a class action uh, leader uh, for my group, and was trying to, you know, doing everything that he could to try to dismay, or, 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 you know, trying to put uh, uh, blame on everything else except themselves. So, you know, a lot of what I usually um, think about in terms of this is instead of being socially responsible and, and um, resp- you know, responding to an allegation of this sort, uh, I feel like defending themselves the way they are is not being very uh, socially responsible uh, in, in return. So, yeah, that's, uh, that was my, my, what I had mentioned last time in regards to the defense, uh, and I was surprised to have sat down in a, in a courtroom and, and, and seen the way that at least in, the, in in Quebec, how they, the the lawyers representing uh, Merck Frost were were looking at this. That's interesting. That's interesting. So you've actually been able to sit down in court with these with these people, and you, I mean you've seen them face to face. Yeah. So the way this works, and I had never been um, in court before, um, and it felt you know I mean. Uh, the, the cases were was being presented by both parties, and uh, um, so the way it went is our lawyers were presenting the the case, and then uh, and then the de- defense then stated their uh, position, and that's where all of this you know, came came about. And you know, after going through this for, and we probably go back to my story a little later, but. You know, after maybe eight years of dealing with this, uh, you know, uh, becoming face to face as to how someone's seeing it or how they are going to probably defend the case, uh, uh, whether it continues going forward or not, you know, it's quite surprising. And then, um, then our lawyer has uh, or had the closing comments to try to sort of 
uh, wrap everything up. So yeah, I was face to face with with uh, uh, with the, the what we call now the defendants uh, and the lawyers uh, defending the the case for them. And yeah, it's uh, it was it was disappointing uh, to say the least in regards to how someone as big as as that pharmaceutical would take a stand. But it's pretty much like uh, like Philip Morris or the the cigarette companies try to sort of defend themselves against the allegations uh, put against them in, in, in smoking uh, trials and whatnot, right? So um, surprising because I, you know, personally it was there, but uh, not surprisingly uh, in regards to how usually big companies defend themselves, right? Right, yeah, and I've actually heard of uh, stories about Merck going after doctors who side with the plaintiff. I believe there's an article titled an international drug company made a hit list of doctors who had to be quote unquote neutralized or discredited because they criticized the anti-arthritis drug Vioxx, which is an NSAID and it basically falls under the umbrella, you know, drugs such as ibuprofen. But yeah, I mean, just thinking about that and thinking about how they're going after the community, it's, it's sickening. Because they know full well the side effects of finasteride. I mean, my understanding is is that, you know, of course, finasteride was used to originally to treat an enlarged prostate. And a side effect of finasteride was, you know, the maintenance or the regrowth of hair in men experiencing male pattern baldness. So effectively what they had done is taken a drug and banked off of the idea that the patients who used finasteride to regrow hair would effectively benefit from the side effect of the drug. So it really doesn't come as to much of a surprise to me that, you know, men like you and myself are experiencing horrible side effects because we responded so well to the primary side effect of the drug or the advertised side effect of the drug, which is the slowing down, the regrowth, or the complete stop of male pattern baldness. Mm-hmm. And um, it, so I guess what amazes me is, is they're aware of these side effects. They're aware that the drug can maintain a certain level of, of hair or to slow down the process of hair loss. They're aware of that side effect, but apparently they're not... And I say this facetiously, apparently they're not aware of the fact that messing with hormones can cause serious detrimental side effects to the human body. Just considering, yeah. you know, the, the side effects, you know, such as muscle wasting. Actually, you know, this, this popped out um, at me. I read that bodybuilders use Propecia in order to try to pass uh, drug screenings. That when they're being screened for steroids, because it lowers your testosterone levels that much. You're, it lowers your DHT levels by about 80% within the first 45 minutes of taking the drug, which are, is pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, I, yeah, yeah. Go, no, I, I, I let you, I'll let you finish. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know that, yeah, it's, they, they are being very selective in, in the side effects that, that are convenient for the marketing of, of a drug and they are omitting the side effects that, that actually affects them 
to the bottom line and in turn are, are you know take it on the consumer and the doctors like you said you know because when you market it for a certain um um uh, a certain uh, um, use then uh, you know you there's got to be that interaction and this is something that maybe will come to light but there has got to be that discussion between the pharmaceutical and the doctor that says you know you could always for um uh, uh, male pa- uh, male pattern baldness or or aesthetic you could you know you pre- prescribe this drug in this amount of uh, of uh, dosage and you know there's got to be that conversation and then for them to then after discredit the doctors to try to, to try to protect themselves i think that they're throwing everything on the wall and to see what's going to stick and it's i find it's very cowardly uh, defended uh, and that's why i want to just get get back to what you had mentioned and and meaning uh, going back to also what i had uh, described as as a defense that they're taking but uh, you know going back to other people uh, using the drug to to do other things i mean yeah it does a bunch of things and and people react differently but there is a, a very high number from what i gathered i mean obviously we may be outliers uh, um, suffering this or we may be just uh, quite a bit of our uh, of us within the community be, uh, that has suffered this that we don't know but maybe when you're a, a bodybuilder you already have so many issues that you might not really consider um, possible um, uh, low libido as, a, as being a, a risk because you're already probably uh, suffering that that condition, right? So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on uh, a few things that you had you had discussed. So, just to to shed some light on on my my experience in the courtroom. Maybe I should mention um, what happened and you know uh, go back to to when it took place and how, and how it took place and how I found out. But uh, um, I had been probably taking Propecia about uh, and by the way, I took Pros, Proscar, right? The the lower dosage of, of Proscar. Um, that was recommended by the doctor, splitting the pills, which becomes a bit of a another detail to to touch on uh, a little later. But um, I hadn't noticed; I uh, had taken it for a month uh, before I had seen or realized that I was feeling different. I mean, I had uh, it was during more more of my my sexual encounters with my girlfriend at the time when when I real, realized that something had drastically uh, changed and it hadn't uh, been, I didn't discontinue it right away because I wasn't, I hadn't pinpointed uh, at that time yet that it was the, the Proscar, but um, I had taken it for about a month when, when I seized and when I seized is, um, is, you know, I didn't realize that it was um, working or not working for me because Maybe it wasn't hadn't been that long, so in that time frame, uh, I hadn't noticed that my worry at the time, which looking at it now, it's you know was not, I was not really having that much of a receding hairline or anything like that. But I wasn't, I wouldn't have been aware if there would if the drug was working for the intended purpose. You see, uh, but um, what happened when when I. I started noticing the decrease in libido just as one of the first symptoms. And as you know, we all been living a bit of a, a tumultuous or a bit of a stormy life since since we all started feeling all these 
uh, side effects. Um, but um, when when that happens at the beginning, you have no, you know, you first start to deduct what could it be? Am I more stressed? Am I, you know, the, the normal things that mo- most doctors start start to tell. I'm sure a, a lot of us at the beginning, but then um, you know, fogginess, depression, which could be led from from the, the lack of uh, uh, of response uh, sexually and things like that. Altogether, um, it was actually the girlfriend at the time that that you know pointed me out to something that she had done a bit of research, and she said, "By the way, are you are you taking any 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 of these drugs?" And that's when sort of I said, "Wow, let me look at this a little closer." And I mean, that was the the awe moment uh, for me. And um, I mean, it was. It's sometimes good to know where it's coming from, but at the same time, it's uh, yeah, you don't know what's gonna be coming ahead and if it's ever gonna go away, you know. Right, uh, and and you know, and I want. So, yeah, uh, I'm sorry to cut in. I just wanted to sure. mention that, you know, one thing that's what one thing that intrigues me, and which is why I don't understand uh, how the issue with finasteride isn't a no-brainer or a slam dunk within the science and research community that. This is, in fact, an incredibly dangerous drug and remarkably lethal, considering that it increases uh, the chances of developing high-risk prostate cancer by 38%. The side effects, and this is interesting. So when a a man uh, takes uh, steroids, anabolic steroids, and then they stop, say they've been taking steroids for a long period of time, and then they stop taking steroids, and they don't have... uh, 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 you know the means to afford the medications. You know the uh, the androgen blockers. Uh, uh, there's a cer- certain set of pills that uh, these bodybuilders will use in order to help uh, stave off the side effects of uh, the steroid use. But a lot of the side effects from steroid use is listed as weakness, fatigue, decreased appetite, weight loss, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain and on and on and on. And when I think about the fatigue and the weakness, uh, and of course, you know, decreased libido is another one, and, you know, impotence is is another. Um, that's a side effect that these men experience because they had been taking anabolic steroids for so long that those steroids that they were injecting into their body actually took over the process of their own body's natural production of testosterone. And mm-hmm. so when they stop taking the drug, all of a sudden their bodies, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, I'm not a scientist or a researcher. So mm-hmm. in layman's terms, you know, their body's like, what's going on? Where, you know, we're having all this testosterone. We were, we, uh, you know, I, you know, the, their body has been producing nearly the amount of testosterone that it was before they began taking the, the, the anabolic steroids. So what happens is, is all of a sudden you, you get a drop, let's just say, pick a number from, you know, 1000, you know, to zero that it's where their testosterone count goes from because they stopped taking the anabolic steroids. And then of course they experience these side effects and you could link the two. It's like, well, you have these individuals who, these bodybuilders who, you know, in effect abuse their bodies um, but that's beside the point. Uh, I guess what they, they effectively, they, they take a drug that, you know, who, that the side effect of this drug is 
a, that their bodies will produce a decreased, a, a, a markedly decreased amount of testosterone, resulting in side effects that are strikingly similar to the side effects seen in patients who had taken finasteride. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, you know, what surprises me is many of these people, you know, uh, you know many individuals who have taken finasteride for just a short period of time experience severe side effects. Uh, you know, and these side effects, they're, they're remarkably similar. And to say that, you know, to, you know for, for men like you or myself, and I, I'm not sure if you went through the, the gauntlet of having to find a doctor that finally understood you know, and took the time and taken the time to actually be proactive, to take a proactive approach with your treatment uh, in a way, that, you know, that would actually benefit you, aside from their, their more their textbook approach that uh, many doctors mm-hmm. take. What amazes me, and just to bring it full circle, is that with all this knowledge sitting on the table, you know, concerning men who have used anabolic steroids. And of course, when I went to go see my urologist, he brought up men who have, you know, taken anabolic steroids. He says those men will be on steroids for the rest of their lives. They've effectively destroyed their bodies. And without uh, TRT or testosterone replacement therapy, they would be in a world of hurt. And when he said that, basically what he was describing are the side effects that you and I experience and have, have and, and have had to endure for years, waiting for our bodies to reach a baseline. When you when you mentioned that, um, you know, what these defense attorneys are doing in order to, to combat um, these suits, it's pretty disgusting to think that, you know, they're, they're fully aware. They have right. access to the data. Yeah, sorry, and I'll um, I'll just jump in there just to tell you it's the other um, uh, tiresome process. You know, after so long of dealing with these things, that sort of it becomes you know you become accustomed to having to deal with this. But at the same time, every time you try to say, well, now I'm going to get into a couple of months of trying to get back and continue researching or finding somebody. Um, there is the um, uh, the time when when you know you, you get tired of talking to so many professionals and like I mean the, the you know the, the, the doctors themselves that, that you see and that you you, you so um, uh, believe in uh, time and time again to say no you know they they, they just. You, I'm not sure if maybe there's a difference between a Canadian health system and the American health system, but whether there's not enough time uh, or there's not enough resource uh, placed on this one topic. But, you know, uh, from the different specialists, endocrinologists, uh, urologists, gastro, uh, um, multiple different ones in, uh, for each, for each uh, specialty, to try to find somebody who says, you know, I've read about it because I, you know, I've I've sent uh, the 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 foundation helps us uh, have these doctors receive a lot of the documentation, and I mean, we're talking about um, uh, research papers uh, published in in the Journal of Sexual Medicine and incredible sources, uh, but yet there is so many uh, of these uh, of these professionals that are not like you said willing not they're not willing or they're not um, pushed or enticed to to give it 
any sort of uh, thought, and it's and that's when you really feel like you're in the middle of nowhere because you have the 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 ones that you know have created this issue and they're protecting themselves, like we're talking about with these attorneys. And then you have your your doctor that could possibly have been your doctor for the last 15 years, not believing you or or not really putting any attention into it, or even the guy who prescribed you the drug. You go back to him and you you don't really want to really speak to him. You know, you probably maybe a little bit uh, um, uh, mad the fact that he didn't do his due diligence because now he's he got he's got one of his patients that the, the patients that uh, is is really uh, affected by this. So. I j- just to go a little bit for circle as well, you know, I, I have my own personal thing to try to find if one day I'm lucky enough to find a professional that is willing to look at this scientifically and, and to see if anybody is sort of smart enough to put this whole problem together, um, you know, I, I, through the threads that we're part of. And, and then when you try to find somebody who's tried a solution, you know, so many things, everybody talking about so many other treatments and things that they've seeked and nothing that's really worked. Yeah, you have the you know, one offset or two that give hope to everyone else thinking that they might have found the, 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 the solution, but so many different things. So the personal case that I have, um, you know, trying to improve my condition, then there's a second silo of, of studies that I've been partaking with the University of Washington, as you know, and and, uh, and others um, to try to help just the community as a whole, like we're doing today, partaking in, in, in this, uh, this interview with you, Mark, um, is another silo that you know, I continuously try to work on and, and push a little further. And thirdly is the, the, the class action. The class action for, for me, and this is for all the, uh, all, all the affected people and, uh, and all those that I, you know, we share the same common denominator in this problem, you know, this lawsuit for me is not uh, the compensation because the compensation, it would be very hard. And again, there's a difference between a Canadian uh, lawsuit uh, settlement and an American one, but there could be probably nothing you could compensate for the eight years and 10 years in your case to sort of say you probably affected the most important uh, aspect of a man's life because it's really, yeah. And this is something that I, yeah. I quite literally think about on a daily basis. Um, mm-hmm. And what I think about is time lost. We weren't aware of what exactly it was that was spawning, it was creating these, these dark circumstances, and they effectively destroyed our lives. And yet, so when I, when I think about the lost time, my urologist told me that it can take four years for a man's body to reach a uh, baseline. I think we had this, this conversation last time we, we had a, uh, a talk, uh, but would it really, uh, would it stop considering the millions of dollars that, that, are, that are being, I mean, this is still being sold, meaning that there's, you know, now, now <clears throat> what concerns me the most is also, I mean, if I stop taking, because this is a very personal issue and it's almost like a, like a selfish thing. Like right now, if I, if I could get better and everybody else, you know, I think I'd probably run with it, you know, and try to try to get better because that's, it's very personal and I wish I could get out of the hole. It's of almost like you we're all, we're, we're, we're all down there, right? And, and we're on this hole and we'd love to get out. And if one could get out, I'd be, I'd be happy and I'd be happy for him. But I wish eventually I would be, be able to get, to, to get out of there. But 
what what pisses me off a lot is the fact that not only we are in this struggle to try to make uh, some sort of point and make sure that there's no more people being dragged into into this because as as it's being sold right now and there's a f- uh, a fellow uh, um, uh, actually um, one of our, one of one of our our I would call them brothers. <laughs> Uh, that uh, you know probably got affected by this after they made a change to the to the leaflet, let's say, and and now all of a sudden legally they probably you know are protecting themselves, but now this guy is going through uh, hell like like we are, and and you know a family is broken and kids are in the in the middle of this whole thing, and I feel like with all the millions that are being made, and with these lawsuits lagging and lagging, which. For me, a lot of the time, you know, we just talked about pharmaceuticals, we just talked about doctors, and now when you talk about lawyers and judges and, 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 and legal systems, uh, the hardest thing is the fact that it takes so long. And, and, you know, if you have the money to defend yourself, and, you know, you probably could settle and try to put an end to it. Uh, I'd rather, you know, and this is something that the, I don't think the justice system has a, capaci- a capacity of doing, is saying, yeah, okay, well now, Let's let's say, you know, uh, you guys win your argument. It's true. We're going to put an end to this. There's going to be a settlement. But at the same time, we want Merck to put full efforts in trying to revert that condition, which, you know, that's that's, I think, thinking above and beyond. It would be in a perfect world that would happen. But nowadays, you know, they would write you a check, you know, and say, okay, well, sorry, you know, but, you know, going back to what we're saying before, uh, you know, it could, can you say sorry about something like this? You know, in case, I mean, some some of the people that have suffered have committed suicide. So did it directly kill them? No, but like when you're saying lethal, it's a lot of people that give up, and and they don't want to live uh, with the condition and the symptoms that we've been dealing with. You it's know, so, so completely unbearable you know. on on so many different levels that you know when these men decide to commit suicide. Um, and, and I'm sure you know full well, and I mean, we all do. When you, when you call, you know, like all the men that, you know, you and myself and, and uh, Daniel Stewart and Randy Santman, you know, they, they are all brothers. You know, Randy Santman and Daniel Stewart are uh, two, two men who, who did uh, choose to end their lives. Um, and, you know, the, I think... You know, of course, the pain that comes from the the sensation of unending anxiety and panic, which can devolve uh, into agoraphobia, uh, combine that with depression bordering on dis- you know complete despondency, um, and then of course you know there's the 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 incredible fatigue, um, and then to top it all off, you're experiencing muscle wasting. So your body is physically, you know, outwardly changing in a way that other people will notice. Um, not to mention the sexual dysfunction that, that, that comes about from these side effects. It, it is, it can be remarkably painful because the fact is, is that, you know, we number in the thousands, maybe in the tens of thousands. However, Considering that the community now is just now starting to kind of pick up a bit of steam and we're, we're just now kind of finding our footing and discovering who, you know, who each one of us are and, and learning that, you know, we're not alone. 
um, you know, when these men uh, did decide to take their lives, I think one of the bigger issues was the fact that they felt alone, um, that they felt like as if they were the, the only men in the world um, going through this and that there wasn't anyone in their lives that they could turn to that would understand. And I know this on a personal level because the only family that I have that's ever understood what it is that I'm going through is the family on the Propecia Help Forums. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's it. Um, and, and, and I understand, um, I, I try to understand where my own, you know, my, my, my own friends and family here where I live, you know, come from. Whereas, you know, they see someone suffering, but it's not cancer. It's not diabetes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, not, um, it's not any one of these drugs that are, or excuse me, it's, PFS is not one of these, these diseases um, that is in the mainstream media constantly. When you go online, what do you see? Banner ads for, you know, this helps prevent cancer, this helps prevent, di- this, this is a diabetes cure. This will annihilate diabetes. It, it's constantly in your face. We have so much information flashing um, in our faces that we, we suffer from the short-term memory loss where it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult to, to, to maintain or to remember all the things that are going on. If anything, I mean, it's, it's almost emotionally unbearable to, you know, to, to even try to empathize with a fraction of, um, of the issues that surround us where we have individuals like you, you and myself and the E-Sisters and Chris, there's the Nuva Ring tragedies, the Vioxx scandal, all these individuals, just to comprehend a fraction of that can be incredibly overwhelming. Um, Mm -hmm. but I guess what I'm trying to say is, is, you know, for those individuals out there who are in the same boat as you or I, who, you know, are surrounded with family and friends who love us and who want nothing but the best for us, but they simply cannot understand what it is that we're going through it's not their fault and it doesn't mean they don't love you it just the 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 thing is is there's just there's so much out there there's so much out there for them to 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 absorb to remember and you know you also have to take into consideration that these individuals may have families they may and they also have issues of their own um Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, you know, what I'm trying to yeah. say is, is, you know, it's easy to put the blame on friends and family for not understanding. Oh, no. But I feel like we can't, we can't do that because, just because um, for them, everyone has a life, right? And everybody, as much as they'd like to be, even our partners, you know, I, lucky enough, I, I'm able to be with somebody who, who actually was very understanding and continues to be and I wish that for all of us uh, doing that, but uh, even for that person, you know, to be uh, constantly remembering that this exists, because it's, like you said, it's not something that I'm going to chemo for, or it's nothing that I see that, you know, I have to go to the doctor, and, I, I, and you know, then, then someone could say, oh, no, you know, he's got cancer, and he's going through all of this, because uh, that, it would be very easy for us to be um, aware uh, constantly that that person is going through a very hard time and 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 he doesn't he or she will know if he's getting better or not whereas our thing it's almost our own turmoil 
that we got to go through and we have to be able to um, get a hold of that of that boat in the middle of the storm and and you know if the boat doesn't stop moving then continuing to try to uh, you know deal with with that that uh, uh, that movement and um, I take it you know uh, when I was going through a bit of the depression symptoms like everyone else and you know then you go into another medication and you're trying to get regain a little bit of that concentration so another drug is given to you and you're like you know what I was I w- I'm in this issue I'm in this problem initially because of a drug and I used to not take that many drugs and 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 then now I'm I'm prescribed these other things to try to counterbalance the symptoms of the other and then you're now now you're you know exponentially uh, being exposed to to just you know symptoms of uh, um, side side effects sorry uh, undesired side effects and so you know I was able to cut down on on any um, anything for concentration and anything for depression and I find that obviously exercising and, and meditating or or other things to calm me down were able to 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 do the same trick as the drug so I know I'm not on anything. Uh, but yes, I was able to control one side effect, but like you mentioned before, uh, you know, we're dealing with, uh, 10 things at, at, at any given moment, uh, and, and a lot of loss of time, a lot of loss of productivity, possibly a lot of loss of, uh, concentration, a lot of loss of, uh, uh people around our, in our, in our lives that could have maybe potentially have been life partners, uh, uh, you know, a lot of different aspects of of our lives have been uh, thrown out the window because of because of this. And again, maybe maybe a, a half full, a half glass, uh, sorry, a glass half full type of person would say, "Well, it happened for a reason, and now you know I got to deal with this." But yeah, but then a half empty type of person would probably deal with this in in a much different way, and maybe end up making the you know what I cho- I. I just to to think as as the wrong decision in, of of not not wanting to deal with this anymore. So um, yeah, you're just uh, reverting back. It's a very um, costly decision that that we have all have made because eventually we did make that decision of of taking something for for whatever reason. But it's um, it's taken away so much in in dimensions that it's very hard to expect people to to understand, right? Because it's very personal. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, that's the other thing is that, you know, with, with post finasteride syndrome or, uh, PFS, it's difficult for a lot of men to ask for help. I honestly believe that this, the, the, the issue with post finasteride syndrome would be, um, a blockbuster issue if the, the symptoms weren't so personally humiliating. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it's difficult to, 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 uh, relinquish this, this image that all men have to be, you know, whatever, super tough, uh, burly, strong, you know, don't show any emotions, you know, just power through it. The only thing you really can do is to take one day at a time and to find that inner strength to help you get through that day with these men, though they may feel ashamed or humiliated considering the side effects of finasteride. The fact of the matter is, is, you know, men like you and myself and everyone within the PFS community are 
by far the strongest men I'm sure that I will ever speak to and ever have the pleasure of meeting because mm-hmm. of, of what we've had to do, our identity. Our, we, we haven't had an identity crisis. It's more of a, a relinquishment of our identity. And then now we're, we're, posed, we're, put, we're, we're posed with the task of, of somehow earning it back. No, definitely no, and and I and actually I I I think that uh, it's it's that that difficult um, condition that affects men to the core of of who we are. And I mean, yes, I was bo- raised in in a South American country, so maybe I speak more. Uh, you know, I sometimes people believe I have more of a of a, a, a macho and maybe I'm not sure if you want to put that on there or not, but more of a macho vision or view of, of, uh, you know, a man's, uh, role and, and, and it's his sexuality and all that. And it, beca- and it's such an important aspect that when that takes a, takes a hit at the beginning, obviously when it's new and it's hard to tell your girlfriend, it's hard to tell your family, you don't know how to communicate it. It's nothing really you could show. You could just tell them that all these things are happening to you and you, you know it's because of one thing. And little by little, as you start accepting the condition, you become more and more uh, uh, comfortable talking about it. And the more you become comfortable talking about it, I think it's a great step or it's part of the process of acknowledging uh, what's going on. And, and I think that that's what helps everybody carry on. And even though, you know, sometimes I've, you know, to, to alleviate the, the, the thinking that it's unfair and why me and, you know, the, the, sh- the, the thoughts that I think all of us must go through, you know, sometimes I compare our, our condition with, you know, not being able to walk or not being able to have, uh, you know, to have to be in a wheelchair all, uh, all my life or to be extremely obese and, and not being able to move, you know, and, and having cancer or having AIDS or or you know, a lot of really awful things that that a lot of people and groups much bigger than, than ours must go through, you know, to, to say to myself and put things in perspective. It doesn't, it doesn't um, uh, give away from the fact that, that you know, uh, it's, it's still unfair and, and we still, you know, need to um, uh, fight through this. But I think that, um, I think it helps a lot to be, to, to be thankful for what you have and to be able to know where this is coming from and try to fight for it. I think we talked about that last time is how this, does this group of 10,000 or uh, this group of 8,000 or whomever, you know, if, if 10% could, could ever get together. There's many people that probably have been suffering of this for about a year, others were for 10, others for five. And, you know, to, to be able to find the, the, the time and place for which there could be two things done, right? Gathering a uh, uh, well-structured uh, uh, convention type of uh, setup uh, where there could be networking a bit too. And finally, uh, going and sitting in front of uh, the, the, the perpetrators or, or, or the, the people that we truly believe are responsible for this. Uh, would be, um, you know, uh, something that I think would be a great step in, in sort of saying, you know, 
we've we've lasted this long. We've we've we fought. We we gathered. We're we're numerous. You know, we yeah. Statistically, you may think that uh, we're not we're not uh, you know significant to to your whole to to all your to all your studies, but. Uh, you know we're, we're we're here, and it's and and you not being sociably responsible by hiding behind um, law books or or lawyers, it, we don't we don't think is right. And I think that uh, you know that could maybe send not only a message to 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 the to the um, to the companies, but to also the the professionals. And and we would be just asking for for. For acknowledgement, and and again, uh, I think that, like I said, through lawsuits we will get settlements, but that's just a technicality. It's just a, a claim that's going to be closed, but not a, a you know a, something that may give the group um, a, an insight or 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 attention. And I think that if we were ever to be able to somehow, you know, I mean, uh, you look at it and you say, how do how do we do this? Well, you know, it's a matter of going with the, the biggest uh, gathering through PFS uh, Foundation or through, through the forums to say some people may not be interested in that, you know, what, what is that going to bring me? And that's fine. Uh, but I think that it's uh, important to, to maybe see the interest and in, in if that can be done. I think for me, it would be a fourth silo that, that, that I think that would give dimension to my own uh, way of dealing with this uh, a significant meaning, you know? But yeah, you know, I, me personally, I, I take uh, more of a uh, retributive approach to the way that I'd like to see mm-hmm. these, uh, these individuals, these perpetrators, um, these criminals, um, I call them murderers, uh, prosecuted. Um, mm-hmm. um, it, it's something of a combination between a utilitarian and a retributive approach. And the way that I see things mm-hmm. is by – now, we have this system where if somebody commits – or if, say, for instance, you know, in our case, we're, we're damaged by a, uh, a farm – our bodies are irreparably damaged to varying degrees by a, uh, a certain pharmaceutical, it's pretty difficult to gauge the, the damage – that that inflicts upon a society. Um, now, I guess when you when you take into consideration the the it, quite literally the immeasurable cost of what Propecia has done to men in Canada, in Israel, in Germany, in the United States, and elsewhere. There's no telling the amount of damage irreparable damage, not just to the men who have taken the drug, but to society at large. Um, and, and, and that's considering the men whose bodies have, uh, have been severely damaged and their lives destroyed and they've ceased to, you know, I don't want to say become productive members of the you know, community. If you're fighting Merck, if you were a part of this if you're on Twitter, if you're on social media, if you're speaking your mind, if you're out there and you're telling the world what Merck did to you, or, what, or, or say if it's Pfizer or Novo Nordisk or Bayer, it makes no difference. If you are out there and you're telling the world about your story, you're making a difference. And 
um, you know, for these people who are now, you know, no longer in the eyes of your average citizen, a productive member of society, because they've, they're, they're, they've been completely debilitated by these side effects. And, you know, many of these men have been led to take their own lives. You have to ask yourself, now, the amount of damage that they've mm-hmm. done, I believe that seeing the, the executives responsible for covering up side effects of this drug, the potential lethal side effects of this drug, should be in prison. And I don't think it's, it's too much mm-hmm. to say that they should be in prison for the rest of their lives because they've condemned mm-hmm. us to a lifetime mm-hmm. of, of, of struggle and turmoil. And, you know, their decisions based on greed have also cost the lives of other many good men. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, if you, mm-hmm. if you had a choice, would you like to see the, you know, the individuals responsible for, producing Propecia put behind Mars? Um, it's a good question because uh, I, as hard as it may be the task to identifying from the, the creator of the drug that came across this through, you know, when you go back to the very beginnings of finding out um, uh, the, I believe in, it was either in Asia or the first time it was really uh, discovered through through the development and through the then decision to 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 market and you know making a top rank list of the top ten players that we think uh, are the ones responsible right uh, whether it's in within our markets within uh, you know the the, the Merck Canada or U S or uh, you know Swiss Switzerland um, wherever that decision was initially made even though it's hard if if I could ever uh, you know, be able to compile that. Yeah, I think that those people uh, should be, should be brought uh, uh, to 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 the courts and to be um, uh, prosecuted for 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 crimes. Although you know, at that level, because they're acting on on a uh, behind a brand or behind a company itself, I know that that task would be very hard. Uh, what I'm, you know. Um, sometimes, and I think that this could be something that I'm not sure we may want to uh, uh, divulge or, or put on. But you know, I'm not crazy enough to ever c- commit, uh, you know, go and, and take matters in my own hands, right? Um, I'm not saying that I would do that myself, but uh, within the 10,000 uh, affected, what I, I I would also, you know, you start thinking about the crazy things that have happened as of late for of people trying to take justice in their own hands. Someone who's gone through the 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 the, uh, the, tra- the tragedy that we've lived, you know, because I think it's a tragedy. It's it's uh, it's actually, uh, you know, unless you live it, you don't know. But when you live it, it's you know, it could take you to 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 really dark places. And before you take your own life, like a few of our our, our brothers, uh, they, they you know they would they would you know probably pose a threat to 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 these ten people that um you know and I'm just saying ten not say hundreds right of of responsible uh, people for this including you know I'm saying the lawyers that are that are um, uh, fighting this and 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 finding these arguments to try to protect you know but um you know. I, at first, I would be very for 
the um, the uh, lawsuits against these people and, and if they could be criminally um, uh, sued. Um, however, um, uh, you know the the, the, the vigilante, vigilante law. Uh, you know, I feel like if if that whatever took place, I w- you know by somebody within our group, I I certainly uh, wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't like that that decision. It's it's really. It, it would not be a logical one, and it's nothing I, you know, I would ever promote for. I'm just saying I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I feel like it sometimes could bring you to the, to the desperation to say, you know what, this is not fair. We're not getting a response. It's, we feel like it's never going to, be, to, to, to resolve to, to the level that we think it's fair and that it should have been, uh, um, you know, be part of any, any company sociably responsible. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that were to take place. I, and I know I'm not sure if I answered to your question, but I just wanted to elaborate to say, you know, considering the things that do take place nowadays, if someone went in there and you know uh, and did something like that, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't surprise me because of the the, the pain and suffering that, that we've gone through. And that's why, I, yeah, that's why I said that maybe you know we are just talking for the talk of things, but. Uh, you know, considering the fact that other people don't know what we've gone through. So people maybe will, might not understand how somebody will maybe may take uh, matters in their own hands. But if they've been uh, wronged and they really, you know, good, thank God we don't, uh, thank God. It's, it's good that we don't know the actual, the responsibles. We know, you know, there's a company behind us that's responsible. Uh, but, you know, and, and, and no one really knows who behind, you know, within, that large uh, corporation. We don't know who was the, the responsible one for marketing this to, to perfectly healthy people for aesthetics. We don't know who uh, probably came up with the idea and go ahead uh, and took that decision. We don't know who actually knows about these conditions and is not willing to do anything about it. Um, but if we did, you know, um, and someone did take that matters in their own hands, I think within ourselves, we probably be, you know, uh, uh, saying, you know, what, you know, I not saying that I would have done the same, but I, I can, uh, I can understand why he did it. I can understand why he did it. Uh, however, you know, the other uh, uh, billions of people around the world probably say, "Wow, that was that was that was crazy, right?" But again, I think that we are a group that is not well understood because. Uh, people, you know, when we tell them the the, the, the numerous uh, side effects that we go through, they probably don't think it's, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're not missing a leg. Right. So, yeah, you, you, going back to the question you asked, if I think those people should be persecuted. I, I totally think that. But um, because it's so far from, from, from a reality, um, you know, we have to make our own right and know know that you know what what is it that we can do to to sort of uh, shed light on on this and 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 me you know like I said gathering and and, and supporting and and communicating um, uh, voicing our our concerns and uh, you know besides all the other like I said three three silos you know your personal silo the research and the lawsuit. Uh, are great. I think the fourth would be a, a gathering that would be uh, that would be great. But I don't know if, uh, if it well, if you it know what it really all is. It, it 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 really is just a matter of making a choice. And you, Camilo, mm-hmm. you've made a choice, and you made your choice to sit down 
and share your story with the post-finasteride syndrome community as well as the world. And that's, that's all it is. It just boils down to that one choice. Is it something that you're going to do? Is it something you're going to take the time out of your day at the drop of a hat to go out and make change? Or are we all going to wait in hopes that someone will step up and make change for us? When all of this is said and done, I'm not sure how everything will work out. But right now we have time. Right now is, you know, the best time to act. Um, so if there were ever a time to do some kind of a sit-in um, to protest outside of, uh, you know, say the local Merck uh, headquarters um, in your city, um, right now would be the time. And I'm not saying, you know, just to do it for those men and, of course, women as well, you know, wives of uh, post finasteride syndrome sufferers um, who have suffered along with their husbands. I, I can't imagine the pain they're going through as well. It wouldn't just be mm-hmm. for the, the post finasteride syndrome community. It would also be for the generations that will precede us. And I believe that, you know, not just, you know, going out and protesting, but just speaking is, uh, is a way in which that we can cast our voices into digital stone in the hopes that future generations will look back and listen to what it is that we've had to say and what it is that we've gone through and make changes based on our experiences, hopefully positive changes. Because that's what it, that's, that's truly, that's, that is really and truly what it's for. Because I believe individuals like you and I, when we you know, find ourselves personally affected um, in such a profound way, I believe it is our duty to do what we're doing right now, to speak out. And I also believe it's our duty to, to act. And even if you're alone, if it's just you, that's one more person than there would have been had you not stepped up. If individuals could be inspired by what you have to say, could prove incredibly valuable in our fight against not just uh, propecium, what finasteride has done, uh, to us and countless others, but to fight against the the tyranny and the greed that that runs rampant within these pharmaceutical companies that drives them to release drugs that are incredibly harmful, but purely for the sake of profit. I have a question for you. Is there anything that you would like to say, if you could, if you could speak to Mr. Kenneth C. Frazier, what would you say to him? Um, well, I would be <clears throat> uh, letting them know that, um, you know, th- through something that he is um, selling, he's affecting lives, I'm sure, in a good way, and that's his mission statement uh, for his company, to try to bring well-being in, in, in amongst all of our uh, families and, and and everybody around us through um, through the sale of drugs, but the one drug that is being sold and marketed for aesthetics has had not only an impact on me but on many others extremely negatively. For him to really look at his um, 
statement of uh, social responsibility for which every company nowadays tries to to use uh, uh, as a as a tool or as a marketing tool to say that they're doing something within the community well but i think that um the fact that this is being ignored or the fact that it's being uh, uh fought in the way that is being fought and defended goes to show that they are really going against that social responsibility that someone like Merck Frost should have. And instead of doing what they're doing now, uh, they should, in my mind, or he should lead in, in, in acknowledging uh, and should lead in, in, in uh, putting resources available to those affected and to really find out not wait until another person takes a, takes their lives or not wait until something tragic happens uh, uh, before acting and and like many other CEOs in 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 moments of recall or or in moments of having to acknowledge uh, this uh, decisions to to act on on signs that that uh, this this lawsuit that he has on his financial statements right now or many of them are not something that should be dealt with the way they're dealing with it right now. I think it's up to him to show the leadership and to to really listen out to to people that are not just accusing and trying to find and make an, an easy buck. I think this is being quite well documented, and uh, we expect uh, somebody with his type of uh, uh, of uh, tenure in, in in leadership to be able to. Um, uh, uh, really put that profit aside and, and, and act in good faith and really um, show that he's sociably responsible and responsible for what he's actually causing to, to members of, of our society, which is right now a lot of pain and suffering. So if we have that backing, I think uh, uh, it would do a world of, of good for his uh, reputation and for his uh, company as opposed to really fighting it to the teeth, thinking that they're innocent and, and that they have done nothing wrong. So I wish, uh, I wish he would try to change that uh, mentality and that thought, and that I think if he did that, he would probably uh, could reap the benefits uh, in a different way. Well, you know, it was great speaking with you, Camilo. I think we touched on a lot of, um, a lot of you know, powerful topics excellent excellent very well mark uh, okay so then uh, thanks for the email i just received it and uh yeah we'll we'll stay in touch and uh and best of luck